I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Michael Jordan. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's Cal Walters coming at you live this morning at about 6 a.m. from my car. I know that sounds super weird, but um, so I started to record last night at, at home in my closet, which is my normal studio, also very fancy. But I was just getting tired and I wanted to be at my best when I brought you guys this material. So here I am in my car out of an effort to try to not wake up my wife and daughter and at first thing in the morning with my voice talking into a microphone. So I'm excited to be here. If this is your first time, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're coming back, Thank you for once again joining me on this podcast. The goal of this podcast is really to offer short, bite-sized segments of wisdom, inspiration, encouragement to help you live more intentionally and then help you lead with a greater impact and influence on your sphere of influence, whatever that is. We focus on self-leadership from the inside out, and then we focus on leading others, really just from who we are and how and try to be our best so that we can lead our best. We are growing as a podcast. I just want to thank all of you that are tuning in each week. Those of you that are on my Facebook page that listen to watch those videos that I post regularly. Thank you for all of you that are that are helping and supporting in that way. And I want to encourage you. There was a post this week by uh, Gary V that really stuck out to me. And this is an this is an idea that I've had. I want to ask you, are you do you feel like you are contributing enough to the the need out there for podcasts? positive information on especially on social media. I don't know if you guys have just noticed there's just so much negative that can consume that void of social media, that vacuum. And you know, one of the reasons I started this podcast and one of the reasons I started to try to be more vocal is that I think a lot of us that maybe are more positive, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a positive person. Just don't we choose not to say things um, on social media. And I'm not saying you I need to go and, and become big speaker on social media or anything like that, but I do just encourage you that if you have something positive to contribute if you have a lesson learned, if you have something that you're learning in your life that, that's really speaking to you, that's positive, that could help speak into that void of negativity, I just want to encourage you to contribute and to add to it. I think we need more of that out there in social media. So, hey, I am so excited about the topic for today, uh, as evidenced by me being in my car at 6 a.m., ready to talk to you guys about this. But today we're going to talk about failure and how you and I view failure, how we view our mistakes, and how we either use failure to propel us forward, or how we allow failure to hold us back from really maximizing our potential and really becoming our best self. I know failure is not an exciting topic necessarily, but but failure is an essential topic that I wanted to cover because I think as I am hoping to help myself and you get to our full potential, we have to address failure because failure is not some separate issue apart from success. Failure is part of success. Just like vulnerability is tied to courage and fear is tied to courage, so is failure tied to success. I want to give you an illustration to keep into your mind as I talk through this material. So so just take for a moment, uh, try to imagine that you are at a fork in the road, a literal fork in the road where you have two paths that you can go down. 
And that is what we have every time we experience a setback, every time we experience a failure. You have on the one hand, the road to success. And we can either take that road to success, or on the other hand, we can take what I'll call the road to mediocrity. The road to success, as you're looking out on that road, is filled with runners, people that are focused on the prize. And you can see that as these people are running down this road to success, they are stopping periodically. They're taking moments to stop and they fall every now and again, but they're quick to get back up. They take a moment to learn from that mistake and they're quick to get back up and they get right back on the road and they're focused on the prize in the distance, which is success, which is their maximum potential. Now, as you look at the other road, as you kind of shift your glance from the road to success to the road to mediocrity, what you see on the road to mediocrity is people that never get back up, people that have fallen and maybe at some point were trying to run, but then they've just stopped. They've, they're stuck in their failure. They've avoided the reality of what just happened and they're not willing to get back up. And the weird thing is that some of these people that are sitting on the road in that road to mediocrity seem somewhat content to not even acknowledge that far off in the distance, is success. They've set their limit, they've set their horizon on where they are, and so they've allowed themselves to be stuck on the road to mediocrity. Now today I'm gonna to offer four key principles to really view failure differently, to use failure not as a enemy, but use it as a gift to help us maximize our potential. Now I've had a lot of failure in my life. I've had some you know, daily small failures, and then I've had some, some big failures. And I have to say, as I look back and reflect on my life, one of the greatest gifts that I was given at a young age was failure at an early age. When I was in, towards the end of eighth grade, early ninth grade, I got suspended from the first semester of my high school year. So it was first semester of my, of my ninth grade year. And so this was an early personal failure that I experienced. It was a pivotal moment in my life. And thankfully, and I don't know that I really internalized this, I was conscious of what was happening in my life at the time, but thankfully I had people around me that helped me view that moment in time as not the end of my life. I mean, it could have easily, I really was truly at that fork in the road at that moment in ninth grade, that I could go down a path of more failures and more focused failures, I guess, or I could use this as an opportunity to reflect, to make some changes, and to get on a different path. And thankfully, I was surrounded by people that helped me see that this failure didn't have to be final. And I was truly blessed by that experience because it allowed me to confront that at an early age. Of course, I've had many failures since then, but by taking the time to process that failure, I think I've been more equipped to think about failure in a more healthy way as I experienced failures at West Point. I mean, I got to West Point after a successful high school experience and everyone there experiences failures early and often. And then I, I've shared my failure at Ranger School in episode three of the podcast where I had to recycle the winter phase of, of Ranger School and I had to kind of process that failure. Recently, my most recent job, I was a prosecutor in the army where I was thrown right into prosecuting felony cases and I failed all the time in that job. And so failure is something that we all experience we all experience failure often. It's something that most of us experience almost on a daily basis. And the reality is that we're gonna to continue to fail and make mistakes until we either become perfect, which I don't think anyone's gonna do that, or we all die. And so some of us have this idea that we're just gonna kind of tiptoe through life, hoping never to fail again until I guess we're gonna, until we die. 
And so I just want to encourage all of us today to really think about, okay, how am I viewing failure? Am I viewing failure in a healthy way? And am I kind of trying to tiptoe through life as opposed to really striving and running down that road to success? And I'm going to talk about some of the, the key principles to that in just a second. But really the question is, why do some people fail, but then still achieve success? And then why do others fail and just kind of sit and stay in that failure? So number one, principles to success as it relates to having a healthy view of failure and using failure to go out and accomplish your dreams is number one, to focus on success and not on failure or not failing. What this is is a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's about how what we think about becomes what we do and where we, where we ultimately end up. So if I am focused on success, then that's my end state. That's my end destination. That's my mindset. As the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. Now, if I'm focused just on not failing, or if I'm focused on failure long-term, I'm not talking about the momentary focus, let me learn from this failure. I'm talking about if my focus in life is really on failure or just on not failing, I'm so much less likely to succeed. People that are focused on success, they don't sit and dwell on their failures. They're quick to stop, take stock of what just happened. They learn from it, they own it, and then they move forward. I'll give you an example of this in my own life. So I used to play golf on a high school team and I loved to play golf. I was never that great at it. I wish I had practiced more. I think I could have been better. So I remember there was this period in high school where I was on the golf team, I was competitive, and I started to have what's called the yips, I think, in chipping. It's where, so you're, you're up near the green and you're, you have your, your wedge, and you're trying to chip the ball onto the green near the hole. And I was always a good chipper. Chipping was always something that I was strong in in my golf game. But all of a sudden, I got into this chili dipping where you kind of hit behind the ball, and the ball, instead of going towards the, the pen on the green, goes only a foot or two. And I just remember that happened. And then all of a sudden, I started to focus on not doing that as opposed to focusing on hitting the ball close to the hole. And all of a sudden, I couldn't stop doing it. Because I was, instead of focusing on success, which would be getting the ball near the hole, I was focused on not chili dipping it. And so what did I do? I chili dipped the shot. And so I got in this habit of just, I would get close to the green, I'd hit a great drive, I hit an iron shot up near the green, and then I would just chili dip my chips and I would hit it, do it again and again to the point where it was embarrassing. So, so the idea is to not focus on not failing, but focus on success. Just like Michael Jordan, I quoted that in, at the beginning of this podcast where he says in his career, he's missed more than 9,000 shots. He's lost more than 300 games, 26 times. Think about this. 26 times in his career, he was trusted to take the game-winning shot and he missed. And I love what he says at the end. He says, I failed over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Imagine if Michael Jordan, instead of focusing on making the game-winning shot and winning games, instead of focusing on winning, he was focused just on not losing. His mindset would have never been that of Michael Jordan. Just like basketball players, they keep shooting, they keep shooting, they keep shooting because they're not focused on not missing. They're focused on making the shot. And that's how we have to be in life. When we adopt this not failing mentality, ultimately what we do is tiptoe through life. We don't allow ourselves to be vulnerable, which is what it takes to be courageous, which is what it takes to meet our potential. So I encourage you, make sure that you adopt a mentality of focusing on success and not on failure and not on not failing. All right, so that's principle number one. Principle number two, when you adopt that mentality, now is to see failure as a gift. Rick Warren says that the greatest enemy of tomorrow's success is today's success. So when we're experiencing success, often we never take the time 
to stop and think about what we're doing that's leading to the success. Because you know we think we're doing everything right because we're experiencing success. But failure gives us a gift. It gives us a gift that reminds us that we're not perfect. It reminds us that we have to take this opportunity to learn from what we're doing wrong. And so failure gives us a unique gift to really learn from our own mistakes. Um, John Maxwell says, I love the way he says, he says, treat failure as a friend, not as an enemy. Because when we treat failure as an enemy, here's some things that we do, as opposed to treating it as a gift or as a friend. One, we hide our failures. We destroy all evidence that we ever tried. You know, that's someone that when they view failure as an enemy, they just want to act like they never tried. Don't I don't want anyone to know that I was vulnerable in this area because it's an enemy. I don't want it to be part of my life. Or they give up. They view failure as final. It's like me back in ninth grade. If people around me viewed failure as an enemy, as something just to, to avoid, to not acknowledge, they never would have helped me develop the mentality that, I, that this failure didn't have to be final for me. Uh, number three, they view failure as life and death. So they avoided it at all costs. This is that tiptoeing through life mentality. Or, and this is, I think, one of the most important things about failure, one of the, the biggest pitfalls is they blame others. As opposed to taking ownership over it in their own life, they blame others for their failure. John Maxwell said this in a recent uh, thing I listened to. He said, a person is never a failure until they blame someone else. And I think that's absolutely true because when we blame someone else, we miss that opportunity to help us learn that lesson for ourselves and make improvements moving forward. If you view failure as a gift, then you admit that your failures, you own your failures. And when we admit and own our mistakes, we're in a mental state to maximize the learning opportunity. C.S. Lewis says, you can't go back and change your beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. So we have to learn from our failures. We have to ask, what did I do wrong? How can I use this experience in the future? Now, I'm gonna share with you a verse that when I had this experience back in ninth grade, I really started to take my faith serious for the first time. And this scripture from the the book of James, which is Jesus's brother, really helped me and pushed me through that tough experience. And it's something I refer back to even today when I experience difficulty. It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may mature and complete, not lacking anything. Isn't that beautiful? So it talks about to consider it pure joy when you face trials. That you know that these trials, these setbacks, these mistakes, these failures are going to produce in you perseverance. They're going to make you stronger. And that this perseverance is going to make you mature and complete, not lacking anything. And so failure is working on you. It is a gift that allows you to become more strong. It allows you to become a better version of you. It is not failure Failure is not final. Failure is part of those stepping stones to ultimately get to your potential and to success. All right, so principle number two is to focus on failure as a gift as opposed to some enemy that you have to avoid. Principle number three is to separate your view of yourself from your failure. Separate your mistakes and your actions from who you are. You can take personal responsibility and ownership over what happened but not allow it to define who you are. You have to separate out. I think we all have to separate out the behavior. Hey, I messed up. I took some action that wasn't right from who we are and our identity. That was the mistake and the failure. It was a moment in our life. It's not a monument in our life. It's not. It, it doesn't define our life unless we allow it to define our life. I love what General George Patton said. He says, I don't measure a man's success by how high he climbs, but how high he bounces when he hits bottom. I love this story about Thomas Edison because it just shows 
that Thomas Edison, although he failed probably more than any of us, didn't allow his failures to define him. He learned from those failures. Thomas Edison was trying to produce a natural rubber from plants, and he had made 50,000 failures. And he went up to his associate, Walter Mallory, came up to him and commented to Thomas Edison. He says, isn't it a shame that with a tremendous amount of work that you have done, you haven't been able to get any results? This was after 50,000 failures. And Edison turned to him in a flash and with a smile, and he said, results? Why, sir, we have gotten tons of results. I know several thousand things that won't work. And that was Thomas Edison's mentality of failure. He didn't allow it to define. He could have easily said, I am a failure because of my work is failing. But he didn't allow those failures to define who he was. And so he became one of the greatest inventors of all time. He gave us the light bulb. He gave us many other incredible inventions by his willingness to separate his failures from who he was. So that's principle number three. Principle number four is to keep going. Keep going because you may be right on the other side of a breakthrough. Whatever you're doing right now, if it's something that you feel a conviction in your heart to do, and it's just getting to the point where it's just difficult, you're, you're experiencing some setbacks. If it's something you feel a conviction, keep going, keep going. Most people turn around right before the breakthrough. There's the pain of the discipline right now, the pain of pushing through, but the pain that's far worse is the pain of regret, the pain of giving up, the pain of wishing you had done that, of wishing you had just kept pushing through. I love what Thomas Edison says about this. He says, our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to just try one more time. I'll share with you real quickly the story of Truett Cathy. He's the founder of Chick-fil-A. He was an entrepreneur at a young age. Back when he was just a boy, he bought six packs of Cokes and he would sell them individually for a profit. And then when the weather cooled down, he would also go and sell magazines. And then at age 11, he started helping a neighbor with a paper route. And by age 12, he had his own paper route. And then he went into the army and he was discharged in 1945, like most people were back then. And he had this idea. He wanted to start a restaurant. And his dream was to start a restaurant and a business with his brother, Ben. And so they scrapped together some money and started a restaurant that they called the Dwarf Grill that was located near Atlanta in a town called Hapeville, Georgia. It was open for 24 hours a day, but never on Sunday. And then came a series of setbacks and tragedies in Truett Cathy's life. And if you've ever been to a Chick-fil-A, these are the tragedies that Truett Cathy and the founder of Chick-fil-A had to go through to get to where Chick-fil-A is today. First, after opening the restaurant within three years, both of his brothers tragically died in a private plane crash. Obviously, Truett was devastated by this experience. This experience took a lot of emotional toll on Truett. But after a year or so of just kind of dealing with that emotionally, Truett kept going. He said, okay, I'm going to continue with this restaurant almost my own. I'm going to continue to continue to pursue this dream on my own. And so he kind of got back on his feet. And a year or so later, he opened a second restaurant location of the Dwarf Grill. The problem was within a few weeks of opening this second location, he gets a call in the middle of the night and he has to rush over to his restaurant because there's a fire at his restaurant. And he was too late. They couldn't do anything about it. It was a total loss. And to make matters worse, Truett Cathy didn't have any real insurance to cover the property. So here was another significant setback. He loses his brother. He loses a second location. And then simultaneously, within a week's, week or two of that happening, he discovered that he had polyps in his colon that he had to be removed. He was going to have to have multiple surgeries to get these removed, which is going to take him out of work for a month. So all of these things are happening at once. Most people, most of us, with these setbacks alone would have said, okay, I'm done. This isn't meant to be. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to push through these. These obstacles are insurmountable. But he kept going. In fact, 
because of the way he viewed setbacks and because of the way he viewed failure, he saw that as an opportunity. He saw it as a gift. He had the time. So he's sitting at home, laying in bed. And what do you know? While he's experienced all this adversity, that's when Truett Cathy comes with up with the idea that, hey, why don't I take a chicken breast? Because at the time, the Dwarf Grill sold many different types of food. He said, I'll take the chicken breast. I'll fry it. I'll put it on a bun with the right amount of condiments. And what do you know? Chick-fil-A. And now Chick-fil-A is one of the most successful private businesses in the world. And so keep going, whatever you're doing. And obviously I'm not saying that you're going to become true at Kathy. I'm not saying that it has to be some grand plan, but whatever you're doing, if you feel that conviction, don't let failure be the reason that you stop. Let it be some other reason. Let it be some other opportunity or some other conviction that, hey, this is a time for me to move on to something else. But view failure as a gift and don't stop. Thomas Edison, of course, tried 10,000 times before he successfully created the light bulb. Dyson, I think it took them 5,126 attempts to invent the bagless vacuum cleaner before they figured out how to do it. Michael Jordan didn't make the high school basketball team. Harry Potter was rejected by hundreds of publishers before that became a record success. The book Catch-22 was rejected as not funny on any intellectual level. The book Moby Dick was rejected. And the rejection letter asked, first we must ask, does it have to be a whale? Think about all these, I mean, I could go on and on with people who experience incredible success, but experience rejection after rejection after rejection, but it's that persistence that allowed them to push through. They viewed failure not as the end goal, not as final, but as part of the road to success. So a few just quick little bits of application for your day, for your week. Number one, ask yourself whether you're focused more on success or you focus more on just not failing. And really just, you know, do some soul searching and figure out, am I someone who's kind of tiptoeing through life or am I really focused on the prize? Am I running hard? Am I acting like Michael Jordan? I'm just going to keep shooting and keep shooting and keep shooting and keep shooting and keep shooting. Or am I so worried not to miss that I'm living a life that's not as courageous as it could be? Number two, focus on success and then maximize each opportunity or gift when you make a mistake. So as you're focusing on success and you experience those failures, take a moment, stop, think about it, learn from it, and view it as a gift. Now, I know that's easy to say, a lot easier to say than it is to do, but I think all of it starts in our mind. When we go ahead and set that in our mind now, maybe before we experience the difficulty and the failure, then I think it allows us when that difficulty hits, when we're in the arena, when that moment happens, where at least we've thought about how we're going to react and how we're going to try to frame that in our mind when it happens. Number three, separate your identity from your mistakes. You're not, you are not your mistakes. You are not your past. You are a beautiful, incredible, wonderful person with unique giftedness and experiences that can go out and make an incredible difference on the world. That is you. Doesn't matter what you go do, what you have done, that is you. You are created in God's image. You are an incredible person. Now, separate that from what you've done and learn from what you've done, but don't let it shape and affect who you are and your identity. Don't quit because of setbacks. And then this is the point that I think is most important. I think it's a powerful thing. Know that a lot of other, just because you're going through failures, got it. A lot of people are going through failures. A lot of people are going through setbacks. How are you and how am I helping other people navigate the difficulty of setbacks? Are you out there encouraging people? Are you out there helping people navigate through these challenging times, supporting them, lifting them up? Let's be people who are helping folks learn these lessons and apply these principles in their lives. So I want to encourage you, hey guys, please to help the growth of the podcast, please make sure you've subscribed. Please give us a rating on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to this on, the one through five star, just give it an honest rating. Please leave a review if you can, or a little quick written review. It helps the algorithms of the podcast 
podcast. And then please share it with anyone you think that can benefit from this material and might be encouraged by it, whether just by text, word of mouth, or on social media. I sincerely appreciate that, guys. I hope you got something out of today. I'm going to now <laughs> get out of my car. But hey, guys, go and make the most of today. Get to make the most of this week. Remember that we only have so much time on this earth. We never know when our time will come. So don't spend too much time dwelling in your failures. Move forward, learn from it, go out and achieve that incredible success that I know you can. Go out and make an incredible difference that I know you can. Life is short. Let's make it count.